0: cardinals corner from
1: arizona sports with tyler drake and eric ruby
0: <laughs> how about them cowboys hello and welcome back into another edition of cardinals corner the first one in 2023 season with the win my name is Eric Ruby. Alongside me, as always, Arizona Sports Cardinals reporter Tyler Drake. The Arizona Cardinals did what they always do, and they beat the Dallas Cowboys, but this time it was a little bit different. How you doing, Ty? I, uh,
1: I'm still trying to wrap my head around what we just watched. That was uh that was we, – we've seen steps. We've seen this team take steps, man, and I feel like today was was that, you know, that big leap, I would say. They put together a full game. There is a couple of plays I know they probably wish they had back, but for the most part, man, they went out there and outplayed Dallas, outcoached Dallas, and really just outshined Dallas in front of basically a Dallas home crowd. So, yeah, they really handed it to him, man. Like you, If you're a Cardinals fan, you've got to be pre- impressed, especially when you take down the Cowboys. That's just, that's just icing on the cake, man.
0: I mean, it's it's just regular at this point. What is it, seven out of their last eight matchups with Dallas, they've beaten them?
1: yeah yeah, I think I think you're right there.
0: yeah it's 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 been a one-sided affair, but that's what also it appeared to be on the other side going into this game. you heard heard anybody hear anybody talk about this game, including us. Nobody really thought that Arizona was gonna get a win. and here no. we are. Now, sitting here, Josh Dobbs had a great game. The defense had a great game. Jonathan Gannon got Gatorade poured over his head. And the Arizona Cardinals got their first win of the season, 28-16 over the Dallas Cowboys, who travel better than any other team in the NFL. And this was actually, Tyler, you weren't the only Mr. Boots on the Ground with the boots on the ground today. It's weird. But this was actually the first ever NFL regular season game that I ever attended.
1: Well, that's great, man. I'm glad you can finally check that off the list. And I want to hear, what was your perspective? Just having the fan kind of perspective and seeing the the sea of silver and blue and then watch the sea of silver and blue drain into the Red Sea.
0: <laughs> you know, honestly, there wasn't as many Cowboys fans as I thought there was going to be. And there was a lot. There, there was a lot. But not as not as many, I. I don't know if it was maybe just the fact that it felt like Arizona's crowd and the the Cardinals fans actually held their own when it came to like making some noise but it didn't feel as lopsided as I thought it was going to. It was still lopsided. Like don't get me wrong, uh, there was an unhealthy amount of Cowboys fans. Like yep. I never ever would voluntarily choose to be around that many Cowboys fans unless it's when the Cardinals are whooping their butts. Like, that's it. <laughs> so I I was actually impressed. I'm not going to lie. I was I was impressed by the in-arena atmosphere. Don't get me wrong. Whenever Dallas would do something, there would be a huge, huge pop. They were there for sure. They showed up. For sure, but Arizona held their own, and that wasn't just in the stands. That was on the field. In fact, the Cardinals probably did more than hold their own, Tyler. They they might be the best first half team in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: come on, dude! Isn't that insane? Yeah, they just came out firing, man, and, and yeah, it just they look so much in rhythm. They look just they look like they're clicking on all cylinders. And here was the crazy thing too today. We hardly saw Zach Ertz get involved in this offense. Like, they Drew Petzing deserves a lot, a lot, a lot of credit for the game plan that he rolled out. He looked at those past two games, saw what was going on, and I think that really turned the tide. I think getting some of those wrinkles involved in the in the game, run game, passing game, really moved the needle for this team to the point where they didn't have it the last two weeks, and especially like the Rondell Moore running what. Let Rondell Moore be your your next Chase Edmonds. I, I'm going to say it, man. Get him bulk, get him a little more bulked up, and put him behind James Conner. He adds another dynamic to that running back to that to that room. If you want to go that far, and if we're really going to think about it, they already use him behind the line of scrimmage all the time. So just hand him the ball, let him run straight downhill. I thought that play call in particular was incredible. I mean, it was perfect. You couldn't really uh, write it up any better than that. So. I've got to give a lot of credit. That was one of the stories on ArizonaSports.com that I wrote tonight that, I mean, a lot. I mean, obviously, there's a couple of plays where we were sitting there like, okay, a little too much trickery going on, a little too much, uh, you know, pitching the ball back and forth. But for the most part, man, for the whole body of work, he really, really impressed me for sure.
0: Yeah, he, he's he been money. I know that the offense got off to a little bit of a of a rough start to the season against Washington, not scoring a touchdown, but since then, he's at least orchestrated a solid half of football or today it w- it was a full four quarters. And that involved so many different looks. It really wasn't Cliff Kingsbury's offense where you knew what was coming next.
1: Oh my gosh, I got to tell you a crazy stat. Do oh it. my gosh. I'm here, I'm uh, listening. So the Cardinals scored on all their first five possessions of the game. That hadn't been something they had done since 2021 against the Browns. And if you remember that game.
0: That was not the Cliff Kingsbury game.
1: Former head coach and play caller Cliff Kingsbury was not on the sideline because of COVID-19. It was Whipple, right? It was Whipple calling the plays. So it was just like the fact that they said that the fact that that is the stat and then to think of, like, oh, my gosh, it was the game that Cliff didn't even get to coach. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, just some wild, wild. That's just a mind-blowing stat to me. I,
0: I'm i really trying not to overreact right now.
1: I, I'm, I'm not it's saying. Hard, man. It's hard, man. But, okay, I guess here's the thing. you got to take in consideration Dallas is down Trayvon Diggs. Okay, but, have, but what? no, but here's the thing. they, Tyler, they dominated them. No, Tyler, no, no, they no, dominated I them. So, like, here's the pessimistic side of it is that Dallas was down a number of key contributors but at the same time you still got to go out there and perform and and that's the i think I'm yeah I don't know why I even went to the pessimism side that's usually you but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you've got you have to be thrilled just and who cares really wins and losses it was a weird week in the NFL by far like I, they might not even have lost really any ground in the draft situation The
0: Texans but, dominated today
1: Yeah the Colts won. Like, just wild stuff happened this week. So this is such a validating type of game, type of moment, type of they, – they're making these steps, and they've got – this is a concrete step that they can really build around even more so. Like, all of this hard work, all this patience, all of this, you know, we've got to work on the details. We've got to get the little things cleaned up. We've got to do this. We've, we're going to do fundament- – we're going to make it fundamental. We're going to have a – Pro-style offense. We're going to make sure the defense is, is just interchangeable. Like You have to be ecstatic if you're one owner, Michael Bidwell, to see this kind of success three games into, this, into a year that a lot of people had you pegged as a two- or three-win team. And you've got to be really excited if you're Monty and Jonathan. And you could see that after the game. I mean, I watched Monty give Gannon one of the most emphatic hugs and handshakes, bro hug, whatever you want to call it. He was jacked, man, and that's what you want to see. And you can see all of these guys are moving forward as one. It's not like, all right, the offense is good. Here's these three good players. No, this whole team is moving as one, and it's just it's really impressive to see, given the short amount of time they've had together. And obviously, training camp, off season, all that stuff has to be taken in consideration. But this is still a relatively new i mean it is a relatively new regime they're, and it's just impressive this, these kind of wins coming out
0: they're brand new tyler you said patience yep. in there all this patience paying off like at the beginning of what you were saying brother yeah. what patience
1: it's ga- it's game three it's week I guess, three I, guess what I should say is like is is what i meant by that is keeping the outside noise the outside noise and just focusing on your product and and just not getting too ahead of yourself. No, I and got I you. I, the big thing. Yeah. No, no, no. I agree with you though. I, I said it, I said it wrong.
0: No, but I, I, I get what you were saying. It's just so funny to me to like, think about this now. Right. And, and where we are from just covering this team and how we're going to talk about them. Also, yeah. you look ahead forward in the schedule. There are some teams that we were counting on, counting on being a very hard team that, that maybe aren't AKA the Cincinnati Bengals, but Let's let's get into some sound from today. Jonathan Gannon was a uh, short when asked about getting his first career
2: victory, you know, hopefully one of many, but back to the drawing board tomorrow.
0: That's what I like to hear. But he also just gave his overall takeaways from the game.
2: Uh, you know, they, they fought and they played hard. And it's what we've been doing for two weeks. I told them right there that the difference of the game was we didn't beat ourselves and we made some plays, you know, execution was was good there. Um, obviously a lot of things to clean up, but some guys stepped up, made some big time plays, but we didn't beat ourselves and we made the plays that we needed to make.
0: I love it. They didn't beat themselves. And a year ago, this team probably would have beat themselves. And last week they beat themselves. And what did we say was supposed to be the mark for success this season? It's them building off what happened the week before. Yep. And they've, they've done that every single week. Oh, your offense does this. A touchdown week one. Okay. They put together an incredible first half and they, they score 28 points the next week, right? Oh, your team didn't finish the game. They gave up a huge comeback victory after dominating. Oh, well, guess what? They're going to come out and they're going to dominate again in week three and then they're going to hold off a better team from multiple red zone
1: drives. Like, and it was a team that people have paid as Super Bowl contender. They're that's supposed the big, to be really huge. good. That's huge. It's Tyler.
0: It. I'm not sitting here overreacting, saying this is going to change like the over under on the Cardinals season dramatically. But you gotta be crazy to think it doesn't change it a little bit. Oh, I mean, yeah. they and, haven't and
1: been. And even if you don't think it changes on the outside, it's changing for sure on the inside. I mean, just even talking with some of the guys today, it was like we knew this was – we knew that we were close to this. Like, DJ Humphries, it just seemed like it was like relief. Like, I finally – I got to get a win at State Farm Stadium.
0: I got that sound. I got that right here for you, brother.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's it's you're a competitor, dog, just being in a position to as close as we've been to winning the last two weeks, to finally get it, to finally like check that box off, especially against a team like that. But a defense like that knowing the challenge that we had up front, like yeah, I mean, it's one of them feels that's hard to beat, you know. It's been a long time since I gotta win and, and, and stay calm. So that was that was that was fun.
0: You're welcome, DJ. You're welcome. The first time I'm there for a game ever.
1: You're <laughs> yeah, welcome.
0: Yeah, if if, uh, anybody here would like to sponsor me for the rest of the season because you want to see the Cardinals actually roll off uh, 15 straight victories, hit my line. You know where to find me. At Eric Ruby on Twitter, you can find Tyler at T Drake for Sports. You can find the show at AZ Cards Corner. As you are listening to Cardinals Corner, after Arizona snagged a victory over the heavily favored Dallas Cowboys, twenty-eight to sixteen, let's dive into some specifics on this game. Tyler, you can choose where we start, offense or defense. I'm going to choose a player from there.
1: Uh, well, I think we should start defense, and I hope you pick the player I'm thinking.
0: Kaiser White.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah,
0: brother, that dude, that interception right to him.
1: Right first to him. Turnover for the Cowboys. First interception for Dak. We mentioned this
0: in our in our preview podcast.
1: Uh but dude, he he just he is everything and more for this Arizona defense. Like it's a tough blow that they lost Buda Baker. This guy is making up for what he what the, what this team lost in the safety. Like he is such a just integral part of what works on this defense i mean he had 14 tackles tonight had the interception a pass defense had a tackle for loss like the guy was everywhere and his leadership man is on another level just watching him kind of quarterback the defense today i was just i was watching him more and more and you could just see he he'd go up to the line tell him what's up and it was almost like they were synchronized in switching things it was it was the defense was operating on a high level, and a lot of that you have to credit to Kaiser White. And dude, he just he might have had the best post game interview that we've had all year by far. Like, yeah, I got a couple cuts incredible. from
0: him. I got one yeah. right here on making those red zone stops. This is a good 16 seconds for you. Let's see what he said to you. Because
2: um, last week, you know, against the Giants, uh, we was giving up touchdowns in the red zone. And, you know, this week the big emphasis was, you know, let's be great in the red zone uh, this week and uh, limit it, limit them to three, whether we're playing on a short field or not, whether they drive it down and get down there. Let's just try to, you know, get them to kick some field goals.
0: What was your favorite thing that he said? I could try to find it for you real quick.
1: Uh, I've got two. I've got the, uh, the Gannon... Gatorade bath that he didn't realize Gannon wasn't a big fan of, and okay. <laughs> that was a great one. And then the the uh, Dallas Cowboys hatred that was that was excellent. Is that the one about his family
0: being? Uh... <laughs> well, so
1: he so he said he said he still had he still had some Philly in him, and he just he hates he hates playing them. He never liked them, never will. And then he yeah, then he talked about how his family members <laughs> texted him and saying that they were rooting for Dallas. And he's like, I have something to prove. And as soon as I'm done here, I'm going to go talk so much trash back to them.
0: <laughs> okay, I think I found a couple of these. So I'll play uh – what gannon had to say about the gatorade bath real quick before i i play what uh white
2: had to say they wanted to do that i'm not a fan honestly
0: okay he's not a fan so here's what kaiser white had to say about jonathan gannon not being a fan of a gatorade bath after his first ever victory as an nfl head coach hey
2: like it he'll be all right (laughs) he'll be all
1: right he'll be all right he oh wound. my gosh it that was the room br- burst out in laughter man. that was such a funny such a funny quote
0: okay here's the one about family members uh being cowboys fans
2: oh yeah i got a lot of family that's cowboys fans they texted me they they rooting for the cowboys so uh yeah i feel like i had a lot to prove today and uh i wanted to you know upset some family members that you know was going against me will you text them back yeah <laughs> sure, yeah i'm going to talk trash right after i get <laughs>
0: I love it, dude. I love it. I also have one more from him uh, on watching Cowboys fans leave early. I haven't heard this one, but the label it it grabs me. Oh yeah, that
2: felt good, man, for sure. Like I just came from Philly, so I still got it in my blood, you know. There it is. Yeah, feel good for sure. I don't like the Cowboys at all. Never did.
0: <laughs> dude, you know it's funny because also like Kyler Murray, who's from Dallas, doesn't like the Cowboys. It felt like there was a little bit of edge with this team, like they had something to prove, and. Yeah. The Cowboys, they got talked up big time before this. That got talked up big time. We did it. Everybody did it. It's the way that they played. They dominated. They dominated. So here's the thing. What do we expect now from this defense? Is this going to be Kaiser White? Is he going to be double-digit tackles every single week? Because if he is, and if Zayvon Collins continues to be a little bit of a force on the edge there...
1: Oh, I got a little update on that.
0: Yeah, on the eye. How's he doing?
1: Yeah. Well, he left the locker room with a patch on it. Ooh. Like uh, not patch, but like a bandage. It's Gannon said it. Gannon said he thinks he'll be all right, but something obviously got a monitor. Eyes not a not something you want to mess with. But you know, he uh, we watched we saw him. Uh, didn't see him much, but yeah, he uh, had some he had some bandaging around it, and then yeah, Gannon followed it up and said, you know, didn't look too bad, but they'll they'll see what it is moving forward. Because
0: he he had a sack before he had to leave. He didn't have the greatest, most impressive stat line today. Keetra Clark, though, on on paper, 10 tackles, eight solo tackles, two passes defended. He was targeted, though, like crazy. He was spotted as the weak point of this defense. How do you think he held
1: up? I thought, uh, you know, I specifically asked Gannon that, and uh, he said that for... He said he's got the makeup for what you want in a cornerback because you've got to be able to take those kind of shots and be ready for the ball at all times, and that's going to happen. He said it's a huge learning experience. And, and I'll, there was a time where it was like, oh, they figured out Keytrail's the guy. They are going to target him the rest of the game, and it was a lot of that. But there was a couple plays that he made, a couple plays that he probably would like to have back. I think he got away, he got, uh, he got away from – or got away. He got <laughs> – I can't think of the word. He – uh got out of a couple, there it is, got out of a couple pass interference calls that look like kind of close bang-bang plays but could have been flagged. So I think for him it's definitely going to be a learning experience. And from everything that we've talked or just talking with him, he seems like he's a guy that just wants to go back into the lab and, and try to get better. So I think he'll use it as a building block and not something to kind of be like, oh, man, that was a that was one of those rough ones. But, yeah, you know, I thought it was for as much as he got targeted and, and kind of getting thrown in the fire a little more. I thought he he held his own, man. He absolutely did. He's he's been really good. Not
0: just for a late round rookie, but as a starting corner in the NFL. He he's been really solid. Has he been amazing? No, he's a little bit smaller, he makes some mistakes. He's a little handsy just a little bit. But He's smart. He's he leads with his head, not when he's actually tackling, but like when he's deciding what to do, he's a little Uh bit on the smaller end, but he's reckless with with his body and he'll put himself out in front of somebody and try to take them down. And the amount of points that the Cowboys scored in their first two weeks combined was 70, 40 in week one against the Giants, 30 in week two against the Jets, who are supposed to have a really good defense. The Jets are Cardinals kept them to 16 points. Yeah. Sixteen points. Multiple red zone stands, including one that won them the game. I mean, you gotta give credit to Jonathan Gannon. You have to give credit to Nick Rallis. And then you go over to the offensive end, and you gotta give credit to Drew Petsing. Did the yeah, Arizona the Cardinals did they just nail it? Like Tyler, did they just? did they nail it? Or is it too early? Are we overreacting? Is it time to tone it down a little bit? It's just week three or or is this did they nail this thing?
1: I mean, this is what we've been, this is in the off season. We said we need to see notable progress. Not even a week-to-week basis. We just need to see progress from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And, dude, right now it's they're checking every box and the boxes that we didn't even know need to be checked right now. And, and I'm not trying to overreact, but, man, I didn't expect this kind of a, I, I, I mean, we both didn't expect them to win. I don't think I expected them to come out and look as competitive and as, as really just fundamentally sound as they are looking right now. There's a, there's, you know, quite a few missed tackles tonight, but that's going to happen. And, you know, when you're dealing with Tony Pollard and some of those guys, it's, it's just tough, but man, they, they really are living by what they preached throughout the off season. And that's the biggest thing we always talked about, you know, the talks great. You're winning everybody over on the talking side of things, but what can you do on the field and what they're doing on the field with, you know, they could use some more talent at a lot of different positions, but they're making the most out of the guys they got, and they're putting them in the right position. That's the big thing. That's why these three coaches, Petzing, Gannon, and Rawls, they outcoached Dallas by a mile tonight because they had to deal with Zavin being gone, that Jalen Thompson got injured for a minute, like Chris Barnes. Multiple, yeah, Chris Barnes. There was multiple guys. I mean, the inside linebacker room was basically Kaiser White, Owen Papo, and Zeke Turner the rest of the way. So they're making all of these things work. They've got Dante Stills in there in the defensive line rotation who is still getting his feet wet as an NFLer. Like, there's a lot of just, you got to look, you can't look at the big picture, really. You've got to look at more of these little details that are now coming together to show you what the heck they actually were talking about in the offseason.
0: Yeah, and, you know, you even said, oh, well, you know, people were, were, were seeing you talk in the offseason. It's like, yeah, people were seeing them talk, and people were hating it. I mean, Jonathan Gannon was absolutely put into a blender by national media with his, you got that fire in your gut, and everybody talking about, oh, he's not going to be able to inspire people. He's not going to be able to be a leader of men. This is your football coach?
1: Yeah, it is. Imagine how the Eagles are
0: feeling. Dude, look look at what they are doing with this team right now. Yeah. Look at, look, seriously, look at the Cardinals roster. The players have been playing incredible. You have to give them their credit. They're NFL players. They are some of the greatest athletes the world has ever seen. Anybody who touches the NFL counts as one of those. Yep. These coaches are, are the reason that they're playing this well right now. They have to go out there and, what's that word we all like to use? Execute? But it's the coaches. <laughs> it's It's these coaches because you know what? The word execute actually means something now. Tyler, yep. last year when Cliff Kingsbury would say, oh, we just didn't execute. You knew dang well that in his brain he actually didn't know what that meant. He was just saying, oh, yeah, it just I didn't work. All of
1: us in the press didn't really re- – whenever you heard that, it was kind of like, all right. We're here. We go. It's an, it was an excuse.
0: Days. It was an excuse here with this regime. If they say the players did not execute, I believe them. Yeah. And I say, okay, I could see what you're talking about there. Like, I can understand what you're doing there. And I also think that, man, every single possession it feels like they counter something they did bad before. And that's an also complete 180 flip from Cliff. Oh, the offense isn't moving that great. We're going to take a shot down the field. We're going to do something crazy like find a way to get Michael Wilson wide open. Yep. We're going to hand the ball off to Rondale Moore. A way that, surprisingly, with Cliff Kingsbury, wasn't used. He was, you know, given a little jet sweeps and all that, but not, I mean, not like he's being used now and not as tastefully as he is either. If you're going to do the Cliff Kingsbury method and you're going to only use Rondell more in like specific situations, they better be the right ones. And they have been so far.
1: Yeah. I mean, his, his passing, I mean, his receiving numbers were kind of eh today, but that's, I mean, they just, they got to move him down the field more. And I know they had a couple shots to him, but yeah, man, it was just, it's, if you can utilize him in other ways and other, like he. You can view him as a gadget guy, but make him a running back as a gadget. Like, well, right. I think gadget.
0: I would love to see him get some more runs, but also that might take away that element of surprise. I mean, he popped off one for 45 yards and a touchdown. That's about yep. as good as you can get for one run. 45 yards yep. and a touchdown. Let me read off the rest of Arizona's rushing room today because ooh, it, it's good. James Conner, seven carries, 71 yards. That's an average of about 10. He got a tutty as well. His longest was 26. Joshua Dobbs. Hmm, Mr. Angry Runner himself had two for 51 yards. His longest was 44. Rondell Moore, like I mentioned, one for 45 and a touchdown. Keontae Ingram had a better game. Five carries, 13 yards. Still not...
1: Still getting eaten up
0: behind the line of scrimmage. Right. You you just, you want to see a little bit more out of him. You want to see a little bit more about the O line as well. But I, I love that. Just the fact that you can look at somebody like Josh Dobbs and a Moore and say, sure on any given night, we can get a hundred yards on the ground from you. And what's going to happen when that's Kyler Murray. Yep. That they're not afraid to actually go out and use people in different and unique ways. You mentioned it with Ertz. He was way less of the game plan today. He had another bad drop. Michael Wilson and Hollywood Brown, though, they, they were a very formidable receiving duo.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they were, man. And Michael Wilson, I will say it again, he needs more targets. I think he only had two still today, and he had 86 yards. Two like, receptions
0: on. on two targets for 86 yards.
1: Come on. Like he's got to get the ball and and obviously is wide open on that play, but you got to get him the ball more. He's just he he it's like he's got glue for hands, man. He catches everything that goes his way, it feels like.
0: Absolutely. And uh Gannon did also speak on that play where uh Michael Wilson was able to get very very open and basically at that point really keep the Cardinals alive because if they didn't make that play,
2: this game could have turned out differently. I mean, it's something that they practiced for a couple weeks now, and they Drew called it at the right time, and the execution was there. The protection was there. Josh threw a, a good ball, and Mike, you know, had some yards after catch there. A huge play to get us going, and, and I think that led to a score, right? So, yeah, huge point in the game, and it was a really good play call there.
0: You also want to give a shout-out. Petzing, yes, with the play call, and maybe he knows that Michael Wilson is better when just used every once in a while right now as he gets more comfortable in his role. But you want to give a shout-out to Hollywood Brown because he was demanding some attention there, too. Five receptions for 61 yards. Longest was for 23 on seven targets, so two drops or two non-completes. I like what I've seen from him today. I'd say this was his best game.
1: Yeah, yep, yep, yep. This was a number 1-esque type performance-esque. Still still a little – I still need to see a little more, but I thought this was a a great – a great game for him to kind of build off of after kind of iffy up and down weeks prior.
0: Absolutely. He found the end zone too. So that was always good to see anything else on the offensive end that stood out to you. Do you want to talk about Josh Dobbs and his 189 yards, 17 of 21 for a touchdown and no interceptions?
1: Uh, The one thing I'll say, I thought it was cool. He uh, post game came in with his, with the game ball. And it it was like, uh, he said it himself. It was a full circle moment. It was, not only his third consecutive start ever it was his first career win and in like six seven years and just and it was against the team that he played. dallas was the first team he played against as an nfl pro so definitely a really cool moment there that was that was definitely stood out and he just keeps talking about taking steps and keep continuing to gel with his guys and making sure they're all on the same page and, and it just really seems like he's just he's I mean, he was already bought in when he got here, but it just seems like he is ingrained in this team now.
0: I I'm actually starting to look forward to him being a backup quarterback for this team. And that's that's a, that's not an insult. I I think he has done very admirably and he makes me very comfortable with the backup quarterback position. And yeah. he can go out there and he can show you he can manage a game and he can win it. That's all you need but also the type of person he is the way that he works the way that he's shown that he continues to get better and prepare every single week that's who I want around my starting quarterback that's who I want about around Kyler Murray and yep. all this talk about tanking before the season and is it going to be Kyler or is it going to be Caleb things are setting up for when Kyler comes back this is going to be a good football team are they going to yeah. be great? I, mean, I don't know, but
1: they're going to be good. I'll take it a step further, man. I don't know if the Cardinals are they're in the running for the first pick. I don't think they're they're the leaders in the clubhouse anymore. You
0: see the Chicago that Bears? Belongs
1: to, that belongs to the Bears. I think the Jets are probably up there too regardless of their defense. You have to mention uh, the Broncos.
0: 70 yep. to 20?
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. And that's yeah. also so, hey. And so that's things to look at. That's you got to look at that. Like it man, it's it's just that's could be a factor heading in, like, just going down the road. Well, here's the thing. I I might want to have this
0: conversation later in the season before I get a little too ahead of myself, but talk about the perception of the Cardinals hiring Jonathan Gannon and the Broncos hiring Sean Payton. Oh, and my Lord. Yeah. Through three weeks, what's actually happened it's interesting to look at. That's something that uh might be worth exploring if the Broncos continue to be Broncoing and they let Russ continue to I can't even say cook. I can't. He ugh, it's just sad. <laughs> I mean, when okay, here's a little Would You Rather. This is this is not Cardinals related. But did you see that Mike McDaniel, the Dolphins head coach, said that they did not kick a field goal to break the NFL record for most points scored in a game out of like respect or whatever. They're not trying to embarrass them.
1: Even though, even though Tua, like, I'm pretty sure I saw a cut where Sean Payton was ripping Tua saying he wouldn't be the quarterback very much longer when he was still being an analyst. So I, I was like, man, that's okay. Take well, the high
0: road. And Mike McDaniel used to be a ball boy for them. He was a Broncos fan, and they didn't even interview him when their head coach vacancy was open, and he was available. But yeah. I think I'd rather have the opposing team kick the field goal on me because that's just like pity. What Would you rather have them set the record or have them... Pitifully, not kick the field goal to save your feelings after the game.
1: No, no. I mean, at that point, just kick it, right? It's I mean, how, seventy I to twenty. Time was you're left? already embarrassed. How much, time was left? how much time was left?
0: Oh, I don't know. I was watching the this game. <laughs> I wasn't watching yeah. that game.
1: Yeah. So I I don't know exactly the whole like the timing and everything, but yeah. I mean, I, that's almost the worst. Like, yeah, we felt bad for him because we we uh, whooped him so bad that we just decided not to kick a field goal and get more points. Like that's that's the that's a nice little shot, uh, veiled shot, I would say.
0: I'll be interested to see what Gannon does against the Eagles because
1: <laughs> it's some similar <laughs> dynamics, but, Dude, the Eagles fans gotta be here's the thing. Eagles fans have got to be so they've they gotta just not know what to do right now, because of course they don't like the Cowboys, but of course they don't like Jonathan Gannon, which means of course, they don't like the Cardinals. I wonder who they were really going for this one. I think oh,
0: you know what? That's a really good question. I don't know who they'd be rooting for. And to be quite frank with you, I could care less at this point, <laughs> but oh, yeah. I'm excited for when the Cardinals play the Eagles. That's the second to last week of the season. We got to get there first. And that starts or continues with next week. The Cardinals on the road in San Francisco oh, taking okay. on before, the 49ers. Before
1: you keep going before. You keep going. There was a uh, celebrity on the field today. Oh, Ken Griffey Jr. I thought you were talking about Taylor Swift. Yeah, Ken Griffey was on there taking, or was on the field taking photos. That was pretty cool to see. Does any Did anybody find out why he was there? Um, well, it looked like he was maybe through Dallas media, so maybe he was doing something for that. I'm not really sure. I know that I think he lives out here, so I, I don't know exactly. But it was cool to see him out there. Everybody, I saw Kyler go up to him and take pictures. Like it, it was cool to see him, and it looked like he was chatting with everybody. So. Uh, that was that was cool for me. I don't think I've ever seen him in person before, so that was pretty cool.
0: That is pretty cool. I didn't get to see him like see him see him, but I did see the pictures. of People say, "Oh yeah, just casually, Ken Griffey Jr. taking pictures." Yeah, I was Cardinals was Johnson
1: on the other side.
0: Well, right, <laughs> I was about to say that they they should go into business together. That's that's some good uh good um great minds think alike. Former athletes becoming professional photographers, and I've I've never seen Ken Griffey Jr. F- photos, but I would assume they're pretty good. They're nothing like Tyler Drake's, but they're probably pretty good. <laughs> All right. A- uh, am I allowed to go to, uh, to next week real quick? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It was worth it. I appreciate you bringing that up. Okay. The Arizona Cardinals currently have a 9.7% chance, according to ESPN Analytics Matchup Predictor, to win next week when they're on the road taking on the undefeated San Francisco 49ers. Tyler, can they do it again?
1: We didn't think they could do it this week, so why not Why not think they could do it next week? I, I don't know, man. I think the Niners are healthier. I think they present a tougher challenge across the board. Really, Purdy's playing really well. Obviously, if Brandon Ayuk misses any more time, that'll be something to watch. But the defense, man, is so, so good. It's still so good, and they're healthy. So I would uh, – again – they're underdogs in all of these games for a reason. They've got a lot of they've got to still make a lot of progress, but after what we saw tonight, there is it there's more of a chance for them to come out and pull another upset. Do I think it happens next week? Probably not, but I'm not going to rule it out because we just saw an incredible full four quarters from this team.
0: Okay, out of the ooh man out of almost every single game Until they play the 49ers again, this is the game the Cardinals are the most likely to be blown out in. Yep. Because beyond the 49ers, which we're going to try to get you a a preview of our schedules line up during the week for this game. So we're not going to dive too much into it right now. But looking just beyond week four, especially if Kyler comes back sooner rather than later. The Bengals are currently 0-2. Joe Burrow might not be their quarterback because of injury. Then you take on the Rams. Then you take on the Seahawks. Then you take on the Ravens, the Browns, the Falcons, the Texans, the Rams, the Steelers. Then you're back to the 49ers, Bears, Eagles, Cardinals. Eagles, 49ers are the only two teams in there that I look at and I say, "They, they are heads and shoulders above Arizona where they're at right now.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Tyler, can this team win six, seven, eight games this year? Is, I mean, you is could that say they should be three and zero right now? Which sounds crazy to say. They could. They they very well. If one player that is injured plays for them, whether that's Buda Baker or Kyler Murray, or if one things go, thing goes differently for them, they're, they're undefeated.
1: They're undefeated with Josh Dobbs as their quarterback. And tanking is no longer a word used in Arizona. <laughs> no, I mean, t- tank, you
0: always knew that they were never going to tank. You just kind of thought that the talent level would maybe allow them to do that. But man, yeah. Monty Austin for He knows his guys because none of these players were being oh, offered these huge contracts from other teams or else they would be there right now. Like, These are really big hits and really big wins on the margins for Monty Austin Ford. Yep. Give him time, give him Kyler, give him stars. (laughs) I'm not trying to get over my head here, man, because it's sports and anything can happen and bad stuff that comes out of nowhere all the time happens, but if you're a Cardinals fan, you have to be jacked because you see the path. The the path is paved. You just got to walk down. There was
1: no path. The path of the old regime was... A dirt trail that had gotten blown over through wind and rain and everything else and was had trees in the way. This is a clear path. But you can see where they want this team to go. And that's the biggest thing, I think. Entering this coaching regime, this new regime in general is how is this team gonna operate differently from the last one? What how are they gonna right the wrongs of the last one? And they're doing it. It's it's these these moves that he made in the offseason. We all talked about how Kaiser White was the biggest free agent signing. Like, what are they doing? They're clearly not getting more talent for the reason of getting a better draft pick and they went out and got the guys that they felt could move the needle while not breaking the bank you yeah home run for for uh, monty for sure still he's still circling the bases
0: the path is paved the cardinals still have to walk down it And we're going to be with you as they do that, continuing next week when they're on the road taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Of course, you can follow along until then, practice updates, storylines, details on your favorite players, everything that you need. You can find it on the Arizona Sports app. You can find it on ArizonaSports.com. And it's usually put together by the man who's calling in right now because he literally just stopped writing and then he got on the phone to do this podcast for you. And that's Tyler Drake, hardest working man in show business, Mr. Hollywood himself. You can follow him at T Drake for Sports. That's the number four, T Drake for Sports. You can follow myself, the second hardest working man in show business, at Eric Ruby with the K, E R I K R U B Y. Follow the show at A Z Cards Corner. Follow along with us because this Cardinal season has a lot more hope and promise than you and I all thought they would at the beginning of the season so we're excited to be along this ride with you and that makes it a whole lot easier to enjoy football we'll talk to you guys next time